It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show. There's something a lot of these scouts, these executives, even the top TV people are still saying things about Kirk Cousins that you might not like. We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, it's a beautiful day. Why? Because you woke up today. Some people didn't, so be blessed with that. This, I'm Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show. You know what? There's something about this Minnesota Vikings team that a lot of people still have not bought into. I said they would be 7-1 and one after the Commanders game, and they're 7-1. and one. Now, the rubber's going to meet the road because they have to travel to play the Buffalo Bills. The Stefan Diggs Buffalo Bills. The Josh... A- not Josh... A- Case Keenum? Maybe. But there's something about this Vikings team. When you think about Kirk Cousins as the quarterback... Uh, I have a lot of friends that played in the NFL. I have a lot of TV personalities uh, that deal with sports, and and we text and we talk. Uh, But then when I turn on the TV as well, I'm seeing the same sentiment. I don't know what it is about Kirk Cousins, but a lot of people don't really feel like he's the guy to get you to a Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you my thoughts on this and why they feel this way. But before we do that, Remember, you can now find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. You can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app to get all your favorite shows, the videos, and everything you want to see. If you just want to see an interview with Adam Thielen, download the app. Go check us out. Well, as I bring my producer in, Sam Ekstrom. Sam, you sent me something from an NFL exec. An NFL exec uh, said, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, and with that system, he can beat be can beat average teams but i still don't trust him in a playoff setting to make enough throws to get the job done and second and the secondary is aging they've been lucky to have avoided injury they've been lucky to have avoided injury why is that even like coming out of your mouth like they've been lucky that they've avoided injury or maybe the whole game is about like not getting injured i don't care how old you are like, we saw how healthy Tom Brady has been, Drew Brees, uh, Peyton Manning. Yes, they're quarterbacks, and they're not doing, but there's guys that have played a long – John Lynch. I mean, there's guys that play a long time, and, and it's not all about injury. It's about taking care of your body. It's about the training staff. To me, that sounds like a hater. That just sounds like somebody that was hoping Kirk Cousins didn't have the season he was having, 
somebody that was hoping Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers would be able to do what they do. And now it's the Kirk Cousins show, taking off his shirt and dangling the chains. And, and, and to me, that's just an NFL exec that's, that's exhausted. That's a tired take. Uh, it, it's the easy way out. Or you can say, hey, I think that this Kevin O'Connell guy is going to get Kirk Cousins ready to go. I think this Kevin O'Connell guy is really doing what he needs to do to get this team together. I think this Kevin O'Connell guy has an offense that can go toe-to-toe with anybody down the stretch of most of these games. The, the goal of a football game is to win more games than your opponent. Like I said, betonline.net, they were giving you nine points, I think, at one point with the Vikings. Early in the week with Josh Allen, nobody knew about the elbow. Nobody knew about the elbow, so it was nine points. I told you, take it. You didn't take it on Monday, and now you got to go. You're still going to want to take it because they're going to win probably if it's Case Keenum. If it's Josh Allen, it's up to you. It's up to you out there. But trust me, if you would have if you would have hammered that on uh, on uh, Monday, you, you probably have some money guaranteed in your pocket. But when you think about this team, and Sam, I'll leave you with this. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, to me, can make the throws. Kirk Cousins, to me, is willing to make the 50-50 throw. Kirk Cousins with a decent pocket. It doesn't have to be great anymore because now you see – Kevin O'Connell has taught him, hey, hey, step to your left a little bit. Step to your right. Two hops this time. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. I mean, he is doing the Kirk Kirk slide. That's the Kirk slide. He's doing exactly what he needs to do in the pocket. He's able to change plays at the line of scrimmage when things don't look right. Like, Kevin O'Connell has given this guy a chance to be who he is, which is smart. He's a smart guy. I mean, he's smart enough to know I can – be me. I can have goofy fun. I can still win games. If we lose, we lose. If we win, hey, I might got to get naked. I, I don't know what I got to do next. He even said it himself. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> but, hey, he's having fun doing it. But, but, Sam, in my opinion, these executives that are making these comments, they're, it's just old, antiquated, and they're hating. Like, that's all that is. That's just somebody who had an old take on Kirk Cousins way back when. Because we know the whole 50-50 or whatever, the, the winless prime time and all this other crap. He has two of those coming up, by the way. We'll get to show the world on prime time. But it's just, I mean, he gets Christmas. He gets Thanksgiving. They have served up the Kirk Cousins, uh, Kevin O'Connell era perfectly if you're from a TV standpoint. But I just think this, this take, this quote from that exec, that's just old. That's just old and not watching tape, not watching film, realizing Kirk Cousins is taking a lot more chances than he used to. But I don't know, Sam, what do you think? I knew this quote would fire you up, uh, so I'm glad that I sent it your way. <laughs> let me let me play just a little devil's advocate here. So, Kirk Cousins is 16th in completion percentage. He's 14th in passer rating, 18th in QBR, 13th in yards. Um, let me couch that by saying I love what Kirk Cousins is doing in the fourth quarter. Capital L-O-V-E. I think it's awesome. Phenomenal stuff. Um I also have heard Kirk say that he is still getting comfortable in this offense, is not playing his best football, and the stats would reflect that. So, Ron, I guess, I mean, the question is, is Kirk going to take that next step that he thinks he's going to take? Because if he doesn't, the stats are kind of ordinary. Does it make sense to you why, why an exec might see that and might be concerned? I could see that. Um, I don't have to agree with it. I mean, here's the thing. NFL execs are going to say what they want to say. Kirk Cousins isn't having a great season. Like, he's not a top five quarterback like we all assumed he would be under Kevin O'Connell. 
but who needs to be? When you have a Dalvin Cook, you do have to hand the ball off every once in a while. Um, he didn't have a tight end like he has now in, in TJ Hawkinson. So this could get even spookier in Minnesota. I mean, Halloween's gone, but it, this is about to get scary for a lot of defenses. Like you got to now account for TJ Hawkinson, who you saw nine catches, 70 yards. And that was just four days of preparation. That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, really three, because Saturday is just a travel day. That's three practice days of preparation. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That man got here on Tuesday night and practiced three times and went out and caught nine balls for 70 yards. Didn't look like he had any Emmys, which is missed assignments for people out there. Um, and I don't know why we call him Miss E's. I don't know what the E is. It's M-A. But anyway, uh, or missed, or maybe it was missed, well, minus execution or missed execution. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, but, but no Emmys. Um, not, nothing on the grading chart to say, uh, not, nothing we can see at least. Maybe he lined up wrong or maybe he's supposed mm -hmm. to be one by one somewhere. Maybe he was supposed to run seven yards and ran 10 yards. Maybe, you know, who knows? But it was seven or nine catches, 70 yards. Man almost had 10 catches after three days of practice. Imagine what this week is going to look like uh, where he's getting a full week of practice. So I, I do get it. I do get it. Kirk Cousins has to prove the world that he, he can play in big, big moments. Um, he's had some big moments this year already, though. Like, these games have all been close. These have not been blowouts where it's a it's a stat patter, where he's padding his stats, as people like to say. He, like, he's only lost one game this season to the Eagles. Every other game, it's been tooth and nail. Like, it's been back and forth. It's been, like, sitting on the edge of your seat. Like, are they going to actually win this game? And he's been able to win it. So I do get that from an NFL executive perspective looking at the Pascal Cousins. But again, they're going to get a chance to see him now. And, and, and again, I could be wrong, but you got the Dallas Cowboys. You got the Buffalo Bills. You even got the Jets on December 4th. Like, the Jets are not an easy team anymore. That, that defense is really good. I mean, you got Sauce. You got Quinn and Williams. The defense is good. I mean, Zach Wilson, moms love him. We'll see how the Vikings defense handles him. But, you know, Zach Wilson is, is, a, is another one. That, that, that This is, is a good stretch of games. You know, coming in, you got Thanksgiving with another young pup and Mac Jones and the Patriots. That's four games that are really, really not like they're not like walk away easy wins. Like they're not. And that's what's going to be so fun about this four game stretch. Like this is about to we're about to see can Kirk Cousins be a different guy and just come out here and go toe to toe with the best teams in the NFL. But you know what? Before we jump into our next segment with uh, Hang On Ron Johnson, got my guy Braylon Networks. Hopefully we can get him on the line. Make sure you guys check out the Minnesota football party on Mondays and Thursdays. Get your Vikings fixed with Arif Hassan, Luke Inman, Luke Bryan, and Sam Ekstrom on Locked On Sports Minnesota. All the back and forth talk. And Luke Bryan, he's going to say some crazy stuff every now and then, so I got to put him in his place. Looking forward to it. But make sure you guys check that out this Thursday. That's the Minnesota football party, and we have a word from our sponsors. Ron, you're a fortune teller. You've been telling everybody to bet on the Vikings early before that line sinks, and it is sinking rapidly. Some people might have gotten it at nine. It is now half of that. Vikings are four and a half point underdogs, and it just keeps getting lower. The Bills still favored, but it's looking more and more like Case Keenum could start. 45 is the over-under in that game. That number is also down. Check out that and plenty more lines for NFL. You've also got NBA, MLB, college football, UFC at betonline.net, your number one source for sports wagering information. All the lines, all the sports, all the games. Check it out 
on your laptop or mobile device. Bet online where the game starts. Well, just like any offensive coordinator, I've been here before. Sometimes you got to call an audible. You know, like Peyton Manning would do. Can, can, can. Omaha! I got to bring Sam Ekstrom back in because Braylon Edwards, we got we to gotta bring him back a little bit later. We had some, some technical difficulties on his end, uh, but we're going to get Braylon on because we definitely want to talk about this Jets-Bills game, and we definitely want to get his take on Stephon Diggs versus Justin Jefferson. But you know what? Me and Sam, we have something for you. We're going to do more likely or less likely. Sam's got some things that might happen or might not happen, and we'll give our takes. So you know what? With no further ado, take it away, Sam. Well, Ron, it's the first time that Justin Jefferson has gone head-to-head with Stephon Diggs, uh, the guy who basically replaced Diggs in Minnesota. You know yeah. Diggs is showing up for this game. You know Jefferson's showing up for this game. Oh, yeah. More likely or less likely that Jefferson ends the game with more yards than Stephon Diggs. Ooh, man, Stephon Diggs. You know what? Right out the gate. I like where you went with that one. So Stefan Diggs versus Justin Jefferson. So this is where I'm going to go. My heart, my heart says Stefan Diggs will have more yards than, than Justin Jefferson. But this is why, because Josh Allen goes to Stefan Diggs every single time, whereas Justin Jefferson, he goes the way of the offense, meaning if they're trying to take him away and they're trying to do – because Leslie Frazier kind of has a little bill of check in him. Like Leslie Frazier is going to take away your best option – and force you to do something else. And, and so when you think about that, the best option, of course, is going to be Justin Jefferson. So if they take Justin Jefferson away, whether it's putting uh, Poyer over the top or something, or putting a linebacker underneath and, and playing over the top the entire game, saying, you know what? Make Justin Jefferson run under routes. We're not going to let him beat us deep. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep a guy on him. So whether it's a two-man look, where, where you know some kind of look like that. Because cur- currently, if you look at reception, Stefan Diggs, is ahead of Justin Jefferson, uh, 60, 60 to 59. So, you know, close there. When you look at yards, Stefan Diggs is below Justin Jefferson. Uh, actually, it's yep, a dead Stephon heat. Diggs it's is, eight, 867 to 857. To 857. Right? Yep, he's below him. And so when you think about that, uh, even touchdowns, like that's where Stefan Diggs gives us the edge. He has seven to Justin Jefferson's three, which I thought Justin Jefferson should have like nine by now, but whatever. I, I'm wrong. And, and again, let's not forget the Washington uh, Commanders game. Justin Jefferson could have had two touchdowns. Like Benjamin St. Juice just made a play. Justin Jefferson normally, I think, catches those. So that's an opportunity there that should have been touchdowns. You go back to the Eagles game where Darius Slay kind of got the best of them. Those should have been Justin Jefferson touchdowns. So it's not like he hasn't had targets in the red zone. It just hasn't gone his way. So when you think about that, it's, it's so close. But I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs is more likely to have more yards than Justin Jefferson for the simple fact of that. And even because we were like, oh, what if it's Case Keenum? Even if it is Case Keenum, I'm still going Stephon Diggs because now Case Keenum is like, what is he going to do? Oh, he's going to who he's familiar with, which is definitely Stephon Diggs. And if I'm the backup, I'm going to the man. I'm going to the guy that's going to make me look good, is going to win me some games. I mean, they're both going to have purple memories of the Minneapolis Miracle if it is a Case Keenum game. So I'm going to go Stephon Diggs is more likely to have more yards than Justin Jefferson. What you got, Sam? Yeah, we've yet to see Stefan Diggs in a grudge match like this, in a revenge game. And after watching that guy for how many years in Minnesota? Five? Five years in Minnesota? Something like that, yeah. Five. Nobody nobody burns hotter than Stefan Diggs. He's one of the most competitive players that I've ever seen. 
in a practice setting. He gets himself into a lather. He's going to be frothing all week, wanting to, to stick it to Minnesota, even though a lot of the people are gone that he had a problem with. I think that Diggs goes off, and I think regardless of who the quarterback is, they're going to work the ball to Stephon Diggs. Uh, the Vikings haven't exactly been great against elite receivers this year with Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins. So mm-hmm. I think it's Diggs. Um, and from what I've read, Buffalo people aren't really that happy with Gabe Davis or Isaiah McKenzie right now either. Like Diggs has kind of been their, okay. their main man throughout the year so far. So I think he gets a lot of looks, and I do think he exceeds Jefferson. Okay, what you got next? Yeah, so there's still a lot of debate about who the quarterback is going to be, and we might have some more information when Buffalo's injury report comes out later. But more likely or less likely that Josh Allen starts that game than Case Keenum. I'm going to go with more likely, just for the simple fact of what they're saying this injury is. He's going to play through pain. So clearly, whatever the MRI he got on uh, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, um, is not as bad as they thought it was. Uh, definitely something that's manageable. Uh, sometimes they say, hey, you can't hurt it anymore. It's just going to hurt every single time you throw or maybe after the game because they're going to shoot it up so he doesn't feel it, which is also dangerous, by the way. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to pay, play through some pain, knowing after the game is going to hurt like absolute heck. Uh, it, it's going to be painful. And he's a competitor. Like, he uses his legs a lot. So when you think about the fact of that's a big part of this offense, uh, it's his legs, his ability to run uh, some of those, you know, sweeps, some of the quarterback design, just flat out hike it to me and I'm running this and I'm going to stiff arm the crap out of the guy trying to tackle me. Uh, I think he's more likely to start now. How much does he play? That's going to be up to like their thought process with, do we go with the two quarterback system, which that could be a telltale sign of like, well, if Josh Allen's in, it's probably some short or he's going to run the ball. If Case Keenum in, they want to run a real player, their offense uh, we'll see there. But uh, at the end of the day, if he can rest the entire week, which he can, because it's just like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, all these other quarterbacks, he's up there now with them as far as Buffalo Bills stature and what they see in him. Uh, he can sit out the entire week and just play Sunday. He can do nothing the entire week but ice, you know, stand out of practice with his helmet on, uh, get treatment, rest it, let the swelling go down. Because that's the big part of all those kind of injuries when it's elbows, knees. Uh, it's the swelling. The swelling is the biggest part of the issue, uh, whether it's swelling around the tendon, whether it's swelling in the bone area. Uh, that usually is part of the pain. So I think he's more likely to start just because they know how important this game is. You're playing uh, a team in the Minnesota Vikings who are 7-1. and one. Uh, The other token of that, though, it's an NFC team. So they might say, you know what? Even if we lose, let's make sure we see what Josh Allen can do. And then maybe they pull him. Like, hey, this is not worth it right now. Uh, we got to rest them because we do have because that's where they're they have to figure this out at six and two. They're not in danger. Um, so is it worth being eight or seven and two with a hurt Josh Allen or going six and three? knowing we still have Josh Allen coming back next week with a full week of rest. No hits, no nothing, uh, because it's Darius Smith and, and Daniel Hunter are scary, too. So let's not forget that. And then maybe Brian Asamoa gets some of that spy action that we talked about. Uh, or, or Eric Kendrick spies Josh Allen. Somebody has to spy him. We know what he did to Minnesota as a rookie, uh, leaping over uh, numerous Vikings players and destroying them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to want to work on that spy game uh, when you think about that 3-4 defense. But I think he's more likely to start what you got. This is interesting. The Bills are in a dogfight in the AFC East. They're half a game above the Jets and the Dolphins, who both have the tiebreaker mm-hmm. over them. And they're one game, uh, one and a half games better than the Patriots. 
That's probably the best division in football right now. So there yeah. is actually some urgency for Buffalo to go out and win this game. That being said, I think they know that a healthy Josh Allen makes them a Super Bowl contender, maybe even a favorite. And if he's not 100%, I think that they have to hold him out in order to to get him to the end of the season healthy. He's too important to that team. And I don't think they're going to play him even a few snaps. If he, It's either going to be all or none. If he's not healthy enough to play all, I don't think they play him. I'm leaning Keenum on this. I think that Josh okay. Allen is less likely to start than Keenum uh, because he's just too important to that team. Whether it's Keenum, whether it's Allen, um, if the Vikings win this game, Ron, are they more or less likely to get the media respect that they deserve? Well, first, I got to say it depends on how they win. Uh, how they win matters as more so than if they win. Uh, how they win, meaning the defense can still be subpar like they've been, but get sacks, get turnovers, make some big plays and big spot moments, uh, and just do just enough. The offense has to look competent. Like, Kirk Cousins is healthy. Stephon Day, or sorry, Justin Jefferson is healthy. Adam Thielen is so-so. But you have TJ Hawkinson now. You got TJ Hawkinson running through the middle on this Bills defense. We know those safeties fly off the hash. So this feels like a game that TJ Hawkinson can really stretch the middle of that field because I don't know if a linebacker can run with that frame up the middle. But it's how they win. If the Vikings win, if they beat a hurt Josh Allen, I don't think the media gives them the credit. If they beat Case Keenum, I think they put an asterisk by it. I just don't think people give Kirk Cousins enough credit and give this Vikings team their just due. I just don't think it. If everything had stayed the way it was, it was and they beat a really strong, healthy Bills team, then yeah. But you're talking about a Bills team with a hurt quarterback coming off of a loss to the Jets. Um, I, you know, it's like blood in the water for sharks. I think that's what people are looking at the Bills now. Like, oh, wait a minute. They lost to the Jets and there's blood in the water. We, we see. We see what they can be. We see what they can do. You got to slow down Stefan Diggs with your best cornerback. So whether it is a Caleb Evans or Cam Dancer, who knows who's going to be ready to go. I don't know if you want to put Patrick Peterson on him. You, you put a younger, faster, longer guy. Because a Caleb Evans is the same size as Sauce. Like they have the same frame, long arms, can be a, a, a pest. Uh, just uh, Stefan Diggs is ridiculous though with the routes. But you give him help. Give him over the top help. But if they don't do this convincingly, I don't think they give the Vikings a credit. I just don't. I think they're less likely to give the Vikings a credit uh, because it just becomes another one of those, oh, well, they face Taylor Heineke. They face Case Keenum. Like, Kirk Cousins didn't throw for 350 yards because he's not. He's going to throw for 250. He's going to have a solid day if they win. Dalvin Cook has to run, rush for at least 80. Um, and that's what this team is built on. It's, it's not like an explosion of Kirk Cousins. And that's what the media wants, but they're not going to get it. So I just don't think they're going to give him credit because they were hoping – for like Sean McVay, uh, Matthew Stafford, year one fireworks, and they're not getting it. They're just getting wins, but they're not getting it. And, and that's that's why I think it's so tough for the media to really give Kirk his credit, um, and, and that's where I stand on that. So I think less likely to give him credit. I think if Allen plays, period, and they win, I think they do. I think they do get credit. I don't. I think people would still take like an injured Josh Allen playing over most quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that's a legitimate win, however you come about it, on the road, no less. But okay. if Keenum plays and they win, 
then I think it gets lumped in with all the other breaks the Vikings have caught, having to play Dalton and Skylar Thompson and Taylor Heineke. Then it's just part of this this building narrative that the Vikings can only beat backup quarterbacks and beat them by just one possession at the very end. So I think it's a huge difference in the way this game is perceived based on who starts for Buffalo. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for the less likely or more likely segment. I'm Ron Johnson at Sam Ekstrom. And remember, Locked On Sports Minnesota is a proud partner with CARE 11. Check out care11.com backslash locked on for links to every one of our locked on shows. Check out the Superior Sports Talks, Reggie Wilson bringing you sports every night on CARE 11. And before we jump into the Daily Three, we have a word for our spot from our sponsors. We appreciate you making the Ron Johnson Show your first listen today, but how about for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Ron, I've got three NFL topics for you as we shift a little bit away from the Minnesota Vikings. I want to get your take on the Indianapolis Colts move this week. They yeah. fire Frank Reich. They hire Jeff Saturday, who does yep. not have great NFL coaching experience. He's got a lot more TV experience than he does coaching. Um, and a lot of people are kind of kind of quizzical about this. What, what are the Colts doing with Jeff Saturday as their, their new hire? What do you make of it, the former team that you used to coach for? Yeah, so this is what I'll say. Jim Irsay is a smart guy. I mean, I got checks with his name on them, so I'm 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 always going to be appreciative of that. Um, when you look at Jim Irsay, though, he's a smart guy, but he's also a guy that doesn't do things like without thinking it through. And so I honestly believe, I believe this is a move just to try to ignite a fire. And somebody said this uh and, and on twitter and i was like oh you know even though they're an idiot it this actually might make sense because it was one of those bot type of uh uh tweets i think they were tweeting at like marcus spears or something and ryan clark but what they said was like they were like will we really want them to give this job right now to reggie wayne like as bad as this team is as many players that they've like gotten rid of or gotten hurt or now they're starting sam ellinger the whole Maddie Ice thing, which I'm so like, man, I thought Matt Ryan was going to be the guy for them. Uh, they got rid of Carson Wentz and brought in Matt Ryan just to get worse. And so would you really want Reggie Wayne to take the brunt of this loss or this losing season? I would probably lean towards no. <laughs> like, honestly, I would not want a guy that you really want to have opportunity to coach later do that. I think Jeff Saturday is a band-aid on something that needs stitches like he's just a band-aid on something meaning it's gonna bleed it's gonna you can't stop the blood like bring on the blood uh what was that movie um the shining i think blood came out the elevator i've never actually seen the movie but i've seen like uh player one that video game movie where they went back into the shining and blood came out the elevator i don't know i'm guessing it was a shining and blood elevator some or blood just coming out of nowhere i don't know but Bring on the blood. And so that's what I think is going on right now. Like, or, or I think the player that just got his wrist slit on the hockey, uh, on, on, the, on, the, on the ice the other day. Like, Ugh. it looked like he was gushing blood from his wrist uh, after a skate went over it. And then if you think about that, if they just put a Band-Aid on it, he dies. Like, he's going to die. He's going to bleed to death, and he's going to die. Um, so I think that's what this is. This is putting a Band-Aid 
on something, you need to get rushed to the hospital and you need stitches. So if I were to tank and I'm trying to go get me a quarterback in this draft, uh, who knows who he wants, but he has his eye on somebody. Why would I put somebody in position that I think really can win me some games when I really don't want to win games anymore? Like I bench my quarterback. Uh, I fired my head coach. I'm starting over. I need to go get CJ Stroud or somebody, you know, Levin from uh, Kentucky, I think is his name. Um, you know, if I know I want to go get a guy, why would I put somebody in that position? So that's where I stand. I think that he is just trying to put somebody in place so that whether they lose or not, it is not a stain on their resume. I don't think Jeff Saturday, I don't think he wants to be a head coach one day, but who knows? Um, he has been on the staff as an analyst, but I just think this is a bad date on something that needs stitches. And he's just like, hey, look, let's just put somebody in there, somebody to get the team going. But it, he's super smart. I mean, he was on ESPN as an analyst, mm -hmm. but he also was a center to Peyton Manning, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. So he is smart. He does know offense. Uh, he does know blocking schemes. Uh, I don't think he's going to say I need to call plays. He's probably going to let somebody call the plays because Frank Reich did it. So somebody's going to have to call the plays that have not done it. But it's going to be a committee. He's going to talk to Reggie Wayne. He's going to talk to all these other guys. So I, I think this is just like, hey, let's just see what happens and we can go out and get us a top quarterback in the draft next year. Yeah, I, I just – I'm like, it's the path of most resistance. I mean, why would – bringing yeah. someone in from the outside and trying to get them caught up to speed, it's just the hardest way to go about this. It, it – boggles my mind that there couldn't be an internal candidate to take this but maybe you're right maybe they don't want them to take the brunt of uh, a lost season question number two for you ron justin fields broke michael vitt's regular season rushing record in the loss against mm -hmm. miami on sunday and seems to be playing a little bit better overall could the bears spice adams team be on the verge of contending next year in the nfc north yeah, I, I think that he can compete in the NFC North. I mean, they they see what they have in him with his legs now. I mean, the kid rushed for, what, over 170-something yards? Um, they see what they have in him. He is truly a dual-threat Jalen Hurts type of quarterback. He is a, a – not, not Josh Allen, because Josh Allen is more thrower. He just runs and does some crazy things running. Uh, but he can be a Jalen Hurts guy, an RPO guy, a guy. I mean, he did it at Ohio State. So the thing is, a kid can get it done. Uh, so, yes, I, I think this is – what this team needs to be. They need to take the 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 Michael Vick, the 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 Steve Young approach where some games Steve Young literally was just running. Like he was just gonna run uh in opportunistic moments. Um and, and that's what they're gonna have to get out of him. Like to sit in the pocket, this is why they can't sit in the pocket. Their offensive line sucks. Like they're not that good. So why would I let my quarterback sit in the pocket my offensive line can't block? I think that's the key. But yes, I do think he can compete. Uh, I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he's smart. I just think they have not figured out this offense. So they have, what, nine more weeks to get this offense figured out for them and see. Um, and the NFC, I mean, I'd say the Bears can get into the playoffs, but the NFC is like, it, it's one of those weird divisions that if people start to cannibalize each other, I said this about the Packers, it's going to take eight to nine wins. Maybe the Bears find a way in, but who? I don't think they want to. They did get Chase Claypool now, so it does give them a big true target. Uh, a guy that can really go out and catch 10 balls a game. Uh, and so we'll see if they want to build around him and add more, add more, you know, whether it's another running back, receiver pieces, offensive line, maybe get him a, a, a great left tackle or guard or center, you know, like somebody in the draft. But, hey, John Michael Schmidt, maybe he'll become the Bears' new center. Who knows? <laughs> but I, I do think that this is the offense, the way they need to go with him running the ball moving forward. So when you think about next year for the Bears – 
for reference, the Vikings are $8 million over the cap already for next year. Now you scroll mm-hmm. all the way to the top of the list. Most cap space, Chicago Bears, $114 million to play with. That's a lot of money. They can get some weapons, Ron. They can get protection. That's a lot of money. They can get weapons. They can get defense. Maybe look out for Chicago. I'm starting to I'm starting to feel the Spice Adams vibe. All right, Ron, last one. Out of all the struggling veteran QBs right now, and there's a lot of them, you could go with Brady, mm-hmm. Rodgers, Stafford, and Wilson. Let's just say those four. Which one is going to turn things around in the second half of the season? I don't think any of them are really going to truly turn it around, but I do think between those four, I got to go with two. I got to go with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You can never count Aaron Rodgers out because he's a true competitor. Um, I don't see him ever just laying down and quitting. He does look very uh, uninterested when he's on the Pat McAfee show talking about the team. Like, yeah, guys aren't catching the ball. Guys aren't making plays. I know we're doing – like, he just looks very uninterested right now. But he's also a competitor. I mean, a guy that – like, you don't throw a tantrum like that if you don't care. Uh, He threw an absolute tantrum on the field against the Lions. And I don't know why, though, because it's his fault. Like, those picks were not his team's fault. Like, you're throwing these. Like, you are throwing these interceptions, not anybody else, not the center, not the guard, not the tackle, you. Um, and, and so I think those two, though, I think Brady, uh, one, realizing he's not that far off, uh, you know, he, he's, he's leading, even though he's, it's a worse record than the Patriots, and the Patriots are last in their division, and he's first in his, and he has a worse record. But he's leading the division or tied for the lead in the division, uh, so he knows that a chip, sharing a chance for him like all he has to do is get into the playoffs and now he's playing with house money and we know he can make plays so I do think overall like I think Brady and and Rodgers both can turn around but I think Tom Brady has the best chance of like actually making a playoff push because he just needs a chance and and I take the Tampa Bay Bucks in the playoffs versus just about any team literally any team even the Eagles that's what Tom Brady is built for like that's what he's always been like no matter how they get in he flips a switch, and then he becomes an absolute killer, and that offense gets moving on all cylinders. So I, I got to go with Tom Brady. I can't ever count Tom Brady out. Like, it's mm-hmm. time versus time. We know that. Um, time, time start, time's starting to get to him a little bit. But, you know, Tom Brady, he, 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 felt, he felt a little bit of victory. You saw him celebrate with his offensive coordinator after their, their, their last win. Um, it's like, okay, I got that feeling back. Like, okay. I can do this. So, yeah, I, I got to say Tom Brady out of that group. I feel like he's the one that he gets in the playoffs. Watch out, people, because he can win games. Yeah, when I look at that list, I, you know, Brady has a new head coach, and I, I think they miss Arians a little bit there. Oh, Daniel yeah. Hackett is not a great head coach. I don't think that Wilson's turning it around. LaFleur and Rodgers, there's a weird dynamic there. There's just a lot of noise in Green Bay. I'm not sure that LaFleur has any control over Rodgers. So when I consider, like, which quarterback-coach tandem is going to put their heads together and figure this out, I kind of think it's Stafford and McVay that are going to – and they'll they'll figure out how to get Cooper Cup involved, lean on the defensive talent, and channel that Super Bowl, you know, uh, aura that they have off of last year. I think that the Rams are are not out of things yet. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But of those four, yeah, I think I think any like I said, the NFC is one of those weird divisions this year where it's anybody can get in when that because they got that seventh team in now six and seven. So that wild card is anybody's right now. Like it's it's we're so we're only halfway through or less than halfway through. 
So there's a lot of football left for one of these teams to rattle off four wins. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, where'd this team come from? Like, that's all it takes. It takes four wins right now, four wins. And one of these teams, that's because if the Bucks do it, they're eight and five. And now we're like, whoa, okay. They're eight and five. Like it just takes four and, and winning is contagious. Look at the Vikings. Like once you, once you start winning, you kind of have that formula and the Vikings have it. But I want you guys to remember, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conferences delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos, leave your comments in the section below. Let us know what you think. Who's more likely or less likely to, to, to lead in uh, the receiving yards this weekend? Is it Stephon Diggs or is it Justin Jefferson? Who's more likely to start? Is it going to be Case Keenum? Or are you looking forward to a Josh Allen versus Kirk Cousins game? And let us know. Please like, subscribe, share, tell everybody about it. Go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Go to the Roku app. Download Locked On Sports Minnesota. We thank you. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.